Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. It is Monday. It is the 13th day of June 2022. I want to take you back, way, way back. Let's check your memory, shall we? Some people have long-term memory issues. Some people have short-term memory issues. I don't want to go back too, too very far, but I would like to take you back in time to a place just two short years ago. Not one, not 20, just two short years ago. Right around the beginning of May in the year 2020, before Joe Biden was supposedly elected President of the United States, the United States of America was seeing average national gasoline prices for a gallon of unleaded at $1.77 per gallon. Think about that. $1.77. Today's high exceeded $5 per gallon. As of this morning, the new record high, highest ever before seen for a gallon of regular unleaded fuel, was sitting at $5.5 per gallon. Now, that's not a small increase. That is a $3.24 per gallon increase. Almost $3.25 if you count that 0. .4. $3.24 for each gallon higher now than it was two short years ago while Donald Trump was your president. That means gasoline right now is just about triple in price. Think about it. 177 doubled would be $3.54 a gallon. Doubled what it was when Donald Trump was still the president, the beginning of May 2020. When gasoline reaches $5.31 per gallon on average in the United States of America later this month, as is predicted by GasBuddy, AAA, and various other organizations, it will indeed be triple what it was at the beginning of May 2020, while Donald Trump was still your president, in the midst of his handling of the Wuhan China novel coronavirus of 2019. Think about that, my friends. Biden says he was going to shut down the virus, not the economy. The number of people who died on Biden's watch during his first 13 months in office is triple the number who died on Donald Trump's last 13 months in office. And now gasoline prices are just about triple what they were during the pandemic low during Donald Trump's administration in the month of May 2020. Gas prices right now, on average, $5.01 per gallon. California's average right now, $6.44 per gallon. Georgia right now with the lowest in the country because they've suspended gasoline taxes, $4.48 per gallon. But no one anywhere is nearly as low as what it was when the orange man with the mean tweets was still your president. Last week, Treasury Secretary Ancient Janet Yellen denied that a recession was on the horizon. But this is the same woman who said she didn't think inflation was coming, and if it did come, it would be small and it would be short-lived. So she, like Joe Biden, 
is lying directly to the American people. The administration is insisting on staying optimistic. They try to beat back claims that the country is headed for a recession and there's no end to skyrocketing prices or rising interest rates. And how does Joe Biden speak to the American people? Not in a primetime address, but he goes on a comedy show, a late night comedy show where people do stupid human tricks and skits. He went on Jimmy Kimmel's show saying that inflation is the bane of our existence, but refusing to take the blame for the inflation he has caused. Publicly, according to the Daily Mail's Elizabeth Elkind, President Joe Biden visited an Iowa biofuel plant back in April to publicly tout it as a potential solution to higher gas prices. Today's prices prove that was bullshit. A Monday report has come out claiming he was privately expressing doubts about his energy strategy of putting more polluting ethanol-blended gasoline, known as E15, out into the gas stations during the summer driving seasons. And even though he knows the environmental risks of doing so, that there is more and more pollution from E15 than the E10 sold in many stations, he had the audacity on April 12th to speak to a bunch of people at a biofuel plant in Iowa saying, quote, I'm here today because homegrown biofuels have a role to play right now, right now, as we work to get prices under control to reduce the cost for families. Well, since April 12th, the prices have gone up even higher. On that April 12th speech, the average price for a gallon of unleaded was already up to $4.10 per gallon. Inflation had risen 8.6% the month before that, 8.3 in April, and now in May, 8.6 again. Roughly two months later, the average cost of gas is now averaging over $5 per gallon. Let me do some quick and dirty math for you. I know it's going to piss you off, but truth hurts, and sometimes we need a little truth to snap us into reality. Back in 2020, in the beginning of the month of May, when gasoline was averaging 177 per gallon, the mean tweeting guy with the orange tan was in the White House. A person with a 25-gallon tank, let's say a big old honkin' F-250 gasoline-powered pickup truck, from empty to full, $44.25 per gallon when Donald Trump was president, and now... You ready for this, boys and girls? Drum roll, please. $125.25, which equates to, you guessed it, boys and girls, $81 more to fill up that truck now under Joe Biden's presidency than two short years ago under Donald Trump's presidency. Let's say you drive quite a bit and you have to fill up once a week. Let's do this. In the course of a year, your fuel costs have ridden, risen rather, $4,212 higher as of right now than at the time Donald Trump was president just two short years ago. What could you do with an extra $4,212, I ask you? And that's just the cost to fill up your vehicle. If you have a diesel, it is way, way worse. 
the national average price for diesel fuel right now is $5.71 per gallon. My God, $5.71 per gallon? For comparison purposes, December 27th of this past year, 2021, just six short months ago, diesel fuel was at $3.61 per gallon. And as of May of 2020, when Donald Trump was the president, diesel fuel was selling on an average of 178 and 9 tenths per gallon. Let's round that up to $1.79 per gallon. That, boys and girls, is just shy of $4 per gallon higher under Joe Biden as of today, June 13th, 2022, than it was when the mean tweeting orange man was your president in May of 2020. Think about it, folks. $4 per gallon. And let's talk about the average over-the-road 18-wheeler that has 200-gallon tanks. He is now paying $786 more per fill-up than he was just two short years ago. And you wonder why your Twinkies cost more? Why your Wheaties cost more? Why your furniture costs more? Why rugs, lumber, grass seed, lawnmowers, paintbrushes? Why they're all going up in price? A big part of this has to do with the fact, the reality, the actuality that gropey Joe Biden on day one, after putting his feeble fingers on the Holy Bible, made a conscious decision to raise fuel prices so that he could accomplish his campaign goal of eliminating fossil fuels in this country. He did so first by stopping the Keystone XL Energy pipeline from being completed. Secondly, he immediately stopped issuing drilling permits and leases for new oil and natural gas exploration and production. And then thirdly, he just started squeezing and squeezing the supply chain. Oh sure, he can try and blame it on Vladimir Putin. He can try and blame it on the Wuhan China novel coronavirus. But remember, that Wuhan China novel coronavirus was already going full bore. Seven, eight months in under Donald Trump and the price of fuel was still well below $2 a gallon. Like I said, $179 for diesel. Even less for unleaded. What was that figure I said, boys and girls? Uh, average national price for a gallon of gasoline, Donald Trump, May of 2020 was $1.77. Wow, we have a problem, and the problem is Joe Biden. So let me do this math for you one more time so it will sink in. You are an over-the-road, tractor-trailer, semi-truck driver, and you have to pay for your own fuel to get things from point A to point B so that we Americans can buy those things. Two short years ago, May of 2020, Donald Trump was the president. The Wuhan China novel coronavirus was raging. It was all in the news. The candidate, Joe Biden, was saying any president who presides over 220,000 COVID deaths should not remain in office. And at that time, while Donald Trump was your president and the coronavirus was raging, 
way back then, two short years ago, that truck driver could fill his 200-gallon fuel tank from empty to full for a very small amount of money, $358. Now, under Joe Biden, the creepy old guy who's trying to blame everything on Putin and that same coronavirus, which is far, far less deadly now than it was two years ago, He's trying to blame it all on those things. That same truck driver today will be spending $1,142 to fill his truck from empty to full on a 200-gallon tank. Like I said, my friends, that is a $786 difference when you don't use that .12 or .9, whatever, at the end. Either way, you're looking at a truck driver having to come out of pocket $784, $786 more today than he did just two short years ago when Donald Trump was the president. You can't blame this on Putin, by the way. The fuel price increases began almost immediately after Biden took office because he basically threatened the oil and natural gas, the petroleum industry, with extinction. So they stopped investing in new drilling because Biden wouldn't sign the leases. He would not approve the drilling permits. So what is a company to do? They felt threatened. Now, here we are, two short years later, we still have a COVID virus running around. It's still killing people. Biden has presided over a million COVID deaths now, minus the 220,000 attributed to Donald Trump. So that can't be the thing. We still had COVID when the prices were low under Donald Trump. This is all Joe Biden's doing, and it is done by design with the intention of crippling, stifling, shuttering, eliminating, canceling the fossil fuel industry in this country. When will Americans finally wake up? It is my sincere desire and unabashed hope that they will wake up at the ballot box in November of this year during the midterm elections and begin shuffling out the door those Democrats who vote lockstep with everything gropey Joe Biden is proposing. Tax, 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 spend, 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 inflate prices, reduce supplies, hurt the capitalist society we've worked so hard to build over the 240 plus years of this nation's existence. This is the Truth Hurts program. Oh, Forbes magazine, you're pissing off Joe Biden. Forbes' Madeline Halpert of the staff of Forbes magazine writes, Biden has seen the biggest drop in approval amongst young adults since taking office. That's right. President Joe Biden has now seen the largest decline in his approval rating amongst young voters those people who helped supposedly drive his win in 2020 when they supposedly turned out in record numbers. The lowest rating amongst young people since he took office, according to a new Morning Consult poll, which found Biden's approval rating fell 20% amongst voters age 18 through 34 in the period of time between January 21 and June of 22. 43% of young Democratic voters believe the president is following through on promises he made during his time lying on the campaign trail. 
That figure was 60% back then. Biden's approval rating fell to 41% among several age groups surveyed by the Morning Consult in the period between June 4th and 6th of this year, including young voters. 52% of young voters now say they disapprove of Biden's performance, as well as voters 35 to 44 and voters 65 and older. The decline amongst young voters has been largely fueled by female Democrats, 61% of women or Democrats who identify some way, shape, fashion, or form as female or female-ish, 61% claim to approve of Biden's performance. 78% of Democrat male voters claim to approve of his handling of the economy. I guess they don't drive big trucks. <laughs> Democrats under the age of 35, however, were less likely to believe that Biden is prioritizing the host of issues that they think is important, like voting rights, the economy, and inflation, compared to the average Democrat. Young female Democratic voters were less likely than young male Democrats to believe Biden is focusing on important issues to them. Roughly half of eligible voters 18 through 29 voted in the 2020 election, and that was up 11 points from the 2016 election. The new poll comes less than a month after Biden's overall approval rating hit a record low of 39% amongst all voters in that publication's polling effort. Voter turnout of young folks at the midterm elections is something you will definitely be seeing the Democrats pushing for, advertising on places like BET and MTV. You heard me? This could turn out, my friends, to be a disaster even worse than the disaster we've already predicted for the Democrats in the midterms coming up in November. Elizabeth Heckman writes, Reporters film hundreds of migrants running across the Arizona border, and they say border agents feel like Uber drivers. Reporter Jorge Ventura said on Fox & Friends Monday he recorded hundreds of illegals running across the southern border into Yuma, Arizona. They're pushing through Arizona now because Texas is clamping down on that crap. Ventura is a reporter from the Daily Caller, and he discussed what he has witnessed at the southern border and why migrants are being incentivized now to cross into the U.S. Ventura said there are massive gaps throughout the border wall, so migrants are directed by smugglers and coyotes as to where to cross. He said, we saw hundreds and hundreds. I encountered just in a couple of hours migrants who claim to be from 11 different countries, Georgia, India, Russia, Uzbekistan, Pakistan, Brazil, Peru, Colombia, Nicaragua, Cuba, Venezuela, and yes, boys and girls, even Afghanistan. Ventura says he ran into massive amounts of single males, which you really don't see down at the border normally, trying to get asylum. The video was recorded as a massive migrant caravan which at one point was over 10,000 migrants when it set off from the southern Mexican border, has now broken up as Mexican officials are offering temporary visas to migrants. But the organizers say they will still eventually travel to the United States of America. One of those caravan organizers, Luis Villagran, told Fox News that 80% of the migrants in the caravan 
roughly 9,000, have received a migratory multiple form known as an FMM, the travel visa that allows them to travel temporarily, unsupervised, all throughout Mexico. Ventura said with his conversations with migrants, they're not worried about deportation under Title 42, and that once they cross the border, which they now have illegally, they are, quote, here to stay, unquote. The Border Patrol in Yuma is extremely frustrated, Ventura says. They say, hey, we face basically feel like Uber drivers. We don't even do any border enforcement. We do border enrollment, and that's what they're calling it, picking up migrants to get into processing centers and then driving them back and forth. He said Mexican authorities are also not addressing the crisis, and the shift towards Arizona comes as Texas Governor Greg Abbott made an agreement with four Mexican state governors to try and stem the flow of migrants, but those have been a failure as well. Mexican officials are doing absolutely nothing. They want these criminals out of their country as badly as we don't want them in ours. But the Biden administration wants them here. Vote early. Vote often. Vote democrato. On Friday, I talked to you about gropey Joe Biden planning a trip to Saudi Arabia so he can beg the Arabian mullahs for oil. The sheiks. Monique Beals of the Hill says Biden says any potential Saudi trip would not relate to energy. Then why the hell would you go there? If you're not there begging for oil, gropey Joe, why go to Saudi Arabia? Are you looking for a safe haven from your impending impeachments? Biden said Saturday he's not decided whether or not he's going to make a trip to Saudi Arabia, but he says any potential visit to the kingdom would not relate to energy. That's like like saying any potential trip to the ocean for the president would not involve water. Come on, guys. In answering a follow-up question, Biden did appear to suggest he was going and that he wasn't waiting for specific commitments from officials in Riyadh. In response to a question about whether he has made a final decision to go to Saudi Arabia, Biden said, no, 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 not yet. When asked what was holding up the decision and whether it had to do with waiting for commitments from the Saudis or negotiations over peace talks, Biden said, no, it was not that. He referred to a larger meeting in the kingdom that he suggested he might attend. He said the commitments from the Saudis don't relate to anything having to do with energy. It happens to be a larger meeting taking place in Saudi Arabia. That's the reason I'm going. It has to do with national security for them, for Israelis. It has to do with much larger issues than having to do with the energy piece. Boy, he's lying right through his false teeth, isn't he? This trip comes in the context of a significant agenda with Saudi Arabia, Israel, and other countries in the Middle East, is what a spokesperson for the White House National Security Council said. He says the agenda is focused on delivering results for the American people as well as ending wars and leading through diplomacy to bring stability to Middle East region. Oh my God, have we not heard that before? I'm 58 years old. I know I've been hearing about supposed peace in the Middle East at the hands of the Americans since I was an infant. It's bullshit. He's going there to beg OPEC to release more oil to try and bring the prices down, those prices that he has caused to rise. It's called inflation, Gropey Joe. And according to the editors at the National Review, inflation is here to stay. As an expression of optimism about the current economy, quote, peak inflation, unquote, as the expression of the week, has had a far shorter shelf life than the term transitory. 
May's headline inflation number of 8.6% did put an end to hopes that surging prices might have peaked when they lied to you and said 8.5 in March followed by 8.3 in April was somehow a good thing. There's a dirty little secret that the Biden administration doesn't want you to know. The immediate future suggests things will not cool down anytime soon. There's much more to this than Biden's lie, calling it Putin's price hike. The price of oil, foodstuffs such as wheat, was increasing many, many, many months before the war was even on the horizon. To be certain, even these increases had only a limited connection to the U.S. policy. They can try and blame it on the weather, Donald Trump, Vladimir Putin, and even COVID. But the price increases are Joe Biden's doing, therefore Joe Biden's problem, because they're happening on Joe Biden's watch. Expectations of inflation are on a firm upward trajectory. Every single economic marker and indicator says so. Earlier hesitation about crossing the 3% barrier for the 10-year Treasury bonds has now been consigned to the past. And the American public, I hate to say this, is a little more in tune and intelligent than it was when Jimmy Carter was the president. Today, Americans have a 24-7, 365, non-stop viewing of our economy moment by moment. It's as easily accessible as the crawl at the bottom of any news outlet's screen or right there on your laptop or smartphone. We know that Biden's inflation is Biden's doing, no matter how many times he lies and tries to tell you otherwise, no matter how many times he tries to deflect the high interest rates that are now being risen by the Fed, no matter how many times he tries to blame Putin or Trump or the COVID virus or bad weather, this is inflation Joe Biden style and he better own up to it. He has no choice. According to Newsweek's Gerard Kaunga, Joe Biden is part of a secret Soviet plot to destroy the U.S., according to a Fox News guest. Biden has been accused of being part of a secret Russian plan to bring down the U.S. from inside, according to a guest on Fox News. Former Assistant Secretary of the Treasury Monica Crowley spoke with Fox News' Steve Hilton on Sunday. She said gropey Joe Biden and the Democrats are intentionally attempting to destroy the United States and went on to say this was part of a KGB, the main security agency of the old Soviet Union plot. She says, I do use the word enemy here deliberately because it is tough for most Americans to understand that their president and a whole major political party in the U.S. is intentionally destroying and crippling the United States. But that is exactly what is happening here. Until we understand that, we are not going to be able to counter it in an effective way. She argued that this plan was initially thought up by the KGB in the 1930s. And she says it has been a long-term project by the left that began in the 1930s and came out of the KGB. It was originally a KGB operation to destroy the country. And then after World War II, the Soviets changed their tactics. What they've decided to do, it has been very effective for many decades, is to infiltrate and grab control of the major pillars of U.S. life. Now, she made a misstep. She made a mistake. She said the KGB in the 1930s, even though officially the Soviet Union did not create the KGB until 1954. But folks, it doesn't matter 
what they called it in the 1930s, the 1940s, the 1950s, or even today. It is still the Soviet Union, in my opinion. It has been their plan since the Cold War, along with China's plan, obviously, to eliminate the United States as a world superpower. If you can't join them, beat them, right? Now that you've got useful idiots in the highest levels of power, including the White House, Congress, you're seeing the acceleration of this process at a tipping point. She said, we're almost at the point of no return. And folks, I'm going to tell you, she has a point. I don't necessarily agree with her on that, that whole angle that that is the whole deal. I really think Joe Biden and his administration are just incompetent, inept. I do believe there is some intentionality here, especially when Joe Biden said during the campaign, then his actions now, and then even admitting to it in Japan that they want to shut down the fossil fuel industry altogether. The price of gas at the pump shows that that intention was there from day one. These prices did not start rising until Biden's first week in office, and they have not gone down since. Hey folks, I've run out of time for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. There's so, so much more to talk about. I guess we will have to do another edition and finish up all of those wonderful headlines. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. Mm-hmm.